This is the Ordained Educator Podcast, and I'm your host, Bridget Jackson. For almost three decades, I have lived and loved doing one of the greatest passions on earth, educating. I'm an ordained educator. If you're listening to this podcast, you were destined to do what you're doing too. You were ordained to impact others. Thank you for joining us today. Well, welcome, welcome back, ordained educators, for another episode. We are more than delighted about this episode. I think I'm excited and delighted together. We have a special guest, the wonderful and talented Nancy Koba. She's a director of school quality with National Heritage Academies. She has been an educator, uh, starting from being a teacher to a dean to a principal, and now she leads uh, schools of principals as a director of school quality. She's the wife and as well mother. She's super talented and I get to call her my friend. I can't wait until you hear what she has to say. Today she's going to share with you about reframing. We need to reframe our worst days. And we know we call Will Wednesday. That's our podcast on Wednesday. We reframe. We don't just say we're getting through a hump day, but we say it's wheeled and we're wheeled to do it. And so today we want you to stay clear that you're going to be wheeled. She's going to share with us uh, three incredible, powerful things that you can do. And we're going to talk a little bit about grit and grace. Stay tuned. We're going to hear from Nancy right after a word from our sponsor. Thank you to Exponential Edge Adventures for sponsoring this week's episode. Calling all educators. Do you desire to get better results? Or are you seeking to influence more people? Maybe you want to be viewed as the glue that holds people together. Or do you seek to improve the quality in your environment? We have a solution to support you. We're offering a free introductory extreme execution coaching session for podcast listeners who want a confidential personality profile analysis. Act fast. Just go to simplytomorrow.com and get yours today. It's absolutely free. Just use the offer code SOLUTION. All right, well, we have the wonderful Nancy Coble with us. Nancy, will you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, what made you want to go into education and talk about your journey? Sure, I am glad to be here with you, Bridget. Uh, I am Nancy Coba. I am currently a director of school quality, which is kind of like um, a small superintendent for National Heritage Academy, seven schools. And um, my journey has been kind of linear. Um, in nature, but I started uh, in Detroit Public Schools back in 1997. The year it was one of the years where you just couldn't find a teaching job, so you just took whatever whatever you could and whoever you knew. That's that was the connection. So I, I taught for four years with Detroit, Detroit Public Schools, um, every grade from kindergarten through fifth grade, every subject did whatever they needed me to do. Um, and in 2001, I found Metro Charter Academy in Romulus, which is a National Heritage Academy school, uh, which is where I, I ultimately met Bridget. And um, I taught middle school ELA uh, for several years, started sixth grade there. And that's when they opened sixth grade. They were, um, it was their second year. And uh, I taught English language arts for five or six years. 
And my mentor at the time, my principal, Andy Cook, uh, told me that I should really go back to school for educational leadership because he saw something in me that maybe I didn't see in myself. Uh, so I, did, I took his advice and I did, and I moved into a dean position at Metro and got to lead my own team, lead middle school uh, with just a great group of educators. And which, I'm sorry, uh, can I interrupt you there? Yeah. For, which you were just absolutely wonderful doing middle school uh-huh. because not Thanks. only before you became a dean, you were my child's teacher. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And that's what, I mean, one of my favorite, one of my favorite things of moving up through being a teacher and then to a leader is watching my kids grow up and go to high school and college and and on. Um, That first group of my eighth graders that left, uh, they're 31 now. Uh, So they're still my kids, uh, even though they're in their early thirties and we still keep in touch. So that's one of my very favorite things about being in education. But then I got the opportunity to train with Andy Cook for one specific year, and he was retiring. So I was able to take over as principal at Metro. Um, and it was just, it was hard. It was going into the unknown. I didn't really understand all that a principal does and all that they have to communicate and support and troubleshoot and guide and lead and coach. Um, but I did, and I loved it. And then South Point Scholars opened up in Ypsilanti and I was their founding principal and talk about just like learning as you go, like open a school. Sure. We'll do that. (laughs) Hire 25 teachers. Yeah, we got it. No problem. Build the plane. Build build it while we're (laughs) flying. Uh, Meet 500 new families and like welcome all in. Yep. Got it. No problem. Um, And we think back about that first year in 2012 and it was a blur uh, but we built such a strong school community and formed relationships that they walked in the door that first day of school, didn't know anybody. And after that first few months, like it, it was a really close knit community. So um, really special. And I was able to then move into a director of school quality position, which I didn't ultimately know that I, I was interested in. Um but it was a good fit because I'd had a varied background of, of different leading different types of schools with different types of communities. Um, and that brings me to today, uh, leading schools from uh, Battle Creek, Jackson, Monroe, Belleville, Livonia. Um, wow. I didn't know you had the Battle Creek school. Uh, I went to middle school in Battle Creek. So yeah, I've been over there to the Battle Creek school. Oh, that's awesome. Yep. That's awesome. Well, you know why we had you here. I had you on the program because, again, not just being somebody that I was a colleague with, you're somebody that I admire because you have done so much, as you said, um, going from being in the classroom leading to then leading school to, uh, schools to then now leading school leaders. You know, just incredible, incredible growth. And I know that wasn't easy all the time. Um, tell me about your best moment and then share with our audience, you know, what was something that you had to overcome? One thing that you had to overcome? Oh gosh, a best moment. Um, I've had a lot of, of best moments. I think I'm thinking back to the first couple of years at South Point. So that would've been like 2012 into like 2014, started the school from scratch, lots of support from National Heritage. Uh, but I had to build a team that we could trust each other and um, be flexible. Um, and I don't know, I surrounded myself with people who were were really great. They filled in my deficits. 
So I, I think that the, the end of our first year at South Point, which would have been spring 2013, we do parent satisfaction surveys and engagement surveys with the staff um, and, and data. And I think finishing that school year and having such high satisfaction from my parents who didn't know us at all and trusted their kids to these like strangers that just built a school at the corner. Um, <laughs> and, and our data, the kids grew tremendously uh, at using NWEA as a marker. Uh, the kids grew and it was a diverse community from Ypsilanti and Westland and Canton and Belleville. Um, and to have the parents so engaged and satisfied with what we had built that year and having staff engagement, everyone was friends and, and spent time not only at school, but outside of school because we truly liked each other as people, not just as educators. Um, but to wrap up that school year and have that feeling of, wow, look at what we created in the last year and what we accomplished a uh, whole bunch of folks who didn't had never opened a school before or started a school before, but we did it and successfully um, you know, give myself goosebumps a little bit. It was just so I didn't realize how satisfying that was going to be. Um, and that was that was amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what about a challenge? Because I oh, want to get into, we're going to move from the challenge and we're going to talk to them because we yep. don't want them to think it's all about challenges, but we yep. want people to realize that you can overcome any challenge. There's grit and Nancy definitely has grit yeah. in the game. So tell us a little bit about a challenge and then we're going to move over to, okay, yeah. let's move beyond those challenges. Um, I think a few things come to mind and it, and I think one of the, it was kind of a biggest ongoing challenge as a building leader is when parents challenge your decisions or challenge um, an initiative and really give you the business, whether it's on the phone or via email, or they come into the office, just really upset with what you've done or said or put forth. Um, and I think an ongoing challenge is that you, you put your, your heart and your soul and your blood, sweat, and tears into, um, I'm just trying to think of a specific initiative or an idea or a change. So even like, even re so I don't know, even recently, um, I've had a couple of schools have to flip to remote learning. So COVID in itself has been a yes. whole obstacle, right? Yes. March through today. Even. <laughs> yes. Um, it's like never ending. Um, Flipping to remote due to health and safety reasons has given building leaders a real run for their money because they you can't safely operate a school without enough staff yes. down to arrival, dismissal, lunch duty, you know, handling student support appropriately. Um, and parents are doing their very, very best at home. And yeah. when we have to flip a whole school to remote learning, they're just trying to go to work. They're trying to just get through the day um, and it makes them feel very grumpy with yes. building leaders because it feels very personal. Like you're doing this to me again and we just got life sorted out and my kids have been going to school three days a week or five days yes. a week. And to even think you have a handle on it and, and receive emails that are really just not nice and really um, get phone messages that just really cause you to doubt your own leadership and like why you're doing what you're doing, because you know that you're making the best choice for safety for staff and students and families. 
And man, it just really wears to know that people are so mad and upset and angry with you. Yes. But then sometimes we have to pull back and realize that it's not really even us. You know, one of the things that we talked about, even at Metro, I remember, um, was talking about uh, attack the problem and not the person. And so sometimes we have people that aren't able to articulate that and do that. But we know that, again, you know, it's, it's not personal, but it does because we, we came in this for the heart. You know, educators, I say this all the time, and I don't mean to offend any other occupation out there, but we are some of the most caring, uh, giving, lovable people, and we help plant the seeds for every other occupation. It's nothing like it. I can say I've enjoyed it. I have just really, really enjoyed it. Well, well, let's spin now into that. Let's talk about this grit. Um, because again, I've watched you over the years from close and then afar mm-hmm. and have just really, really seen some incredible things with you. And I'm so proud to say that I know you. I don't just call you a colleague, but I call you my friend. Um, and I say you have a tear, a, a, a tender part in my heart because you were Imani's teacher mm-hmm. and to see how she progressed. And especially when she went off to college, I was like, that's the Nancy Coba with the vocabulary. <laughs> Yeah, so appreciate you so much. But our topic today is you have survived 100% of your worst days. Tell our audience about that. That's your quote. So I didn't say it, but I have adapted it as a Uh mantra. And there isn't even an author or or I just, you know, you found it. Um, And I, I came to me, um, I found it three or four years ago. And um, I'd actually had a teacher pass away at South Point, unexpectedly, young teacher, uh, vibrant. And I had never dealt with that before. Um, the, my own personal connection with her and trying to manage a staff of 70 and, and hundreds of parents who'd had her as their, their child's teacher. Um, and that was, that was really tough to manage a staff and, and student community through. Um, and as I, I look back at that, um, that was one of the worst. I can't equate that to her family members, how they felt and how they're dealing yeah. with her with her being gone these years later. Um, but I think about, we still went to school the next day. We came together, we prayed together. We, we talked about it. We expressed our feelings. Uh, we memorialized her with a tree and a bench and she never went away um, yeah. in our memories. And three years later, four years later, we're still, we're still kicking, um, through that experience. And even if you think about all of the different experiences that school leaders and school communities go through, um, death of, of a family member, um, terrible circumstances in the community, um, really hard times, whether it's COVID related or just really bad days. Personally, we wake up, we do it again yeah. and again and again and again. And it's all about reframing that bad day, that worst day. When you go to bed thinking like that, I cannot do another day like today. Yeah. Knowing full well, it could be another day like today, tomorrow. Yes. But we're going to do it again. We're going to do our very best. Um, even if it doesn't feel like we're doing our best, we are. Yeah. Whether we're able to give 50%, 70%, 20%, we're just going to give what we can to the people around us. Mm -hmm. And and hopefully we fill each other's buckets in the meantime. 
Exactly. We want to be bucket fillers for sure. And so that means, you know, we have to really, really show grit. And again, I have, you know, just admired your grit, your resolve. And even right now, just, um, you know, going through COVID, um, I applaud you and all of the leaders out there and all of the educators that are out there. When we were talking, you know, you shared that this was your mantra. And so the reason I was so drawn to it because, again, that's what I have been saying. You know, no matter what, we have always 100% made it to the other side. Now, we might not have made it to the other side like we wanted to, but we made it. We made it. And so we really want to um, give people hope right now. And we want them to understand that hope, you know, you're not hopeless. You know, things are going to come around. We just really have to think about that. And one of the things that I had to do, and I want to ask you this, and then if you have any final um, uh, comments that you want to add in there, you can add that in there too. One of the things that I just realized that I had to do, and uh, we were laughing before. So for the people that are listening, uh, we're actually recording uh, live too to go on YouTube. And so uh, I was teasing Nancy. I was like, she's always, her office has always been beautiful. Her classroom was always beautiful. She just is like the interior decorator educator. Yeah. Um, and so I was laughing uh, with her. I was telling her, I'm have redone, you know, some things around in my office, but I'm also getting ready to do some things. So today I was talking, I was having self-talk with myself at four o'clock this morning. I'm like, okay, Bridget, you need to get some words on your wall. You need to get some nice um, print, um, some power words, because I do see myself changing a little bit. You know, I was fine at first, but now we're, you know, several months in Mm -hmm. and um, I'm loving being at home. But at the same time, I don't have that same connection. Um, And so I'm very much, we were laughing about the disc uh, the other day. And so I'm a, I, I'm a type I, I I need people. I'm like Pac-Man when it comes to people. And so I say that I need to put some power words up on my wall to change my atmosphere right now, because I know how I'm feeling right now. And we know we're getting ready to go into the holidays. And, you know, that spends a lot of people feeling burnt out, a lot of people going into depression, either because they're depressed because they got to go around the family because they got family and the family drives them crazy, or they don't have family, but just a lot of dynamics and things like that going on in this season. And so what what can you share? What can you talk about again, more drilling with that grit? So mm-hmm. what do you have for us? So I think with grit and being able to pull yourself up and do positive self-talk and, and get through whatever you're going through, I think you have to pair it with grace and, and giving yourself grace. So like I can tell myself, just Nancy, just do it or whatever it is. Like do the project, do send the email, write the communication. Mm-hmm just do it. And then I do, and it may not be as great as I want it to be done, Mm -hmm. but it's done done. and it's accomplished. And it was the best, my best effort. Um, but I've talked a lot with my leaders about giving yourself some grace. It does not have to be perfect. Your interaction does not have to be perfect. Your finished product does not have to be perfect. Exactly. You just need to do the best you can with what you have and just do it. Um, so that's like a combination of grit and grace. Um, and I would, I tell, I would tell my team constantly, like, you guys can do this. You're stronger than you think you are. And it's like, we don't feel very strong. We feel a little bit weak right now, but they are strong. We are all strong in our own way. Some days might not feel very great, 
But if you pair grit with a little bit of grace, a little bit of flexibility, you can get it done. Yes, yes. I love that. And I'm smiling because I just had a principal on um, a couple of shows ago and she said, you know, that that was her first one. She says, you got to give grace right now. Right now is just so much going on. And so we appreciate your nuggets and just all the the knowledge and experience that you shared with us. Um, Do you have any final words? I just think that with all that's going on in the current circumstance, regardless of position or or whether you're a leader, not in education, you're just a leader in your life, you're the leader of your family, you're the leader of your neighborhood, whatever it is. Um, I would just say some days are going to be really terrible, but you will survive them. Yes. And that, that you are stronger than you think you are. Definitely. And that will come out at the end, whatever the end is, the end of the day, the end of the week, the end of this year, hopefully 21 is just a clean slate for everyone. Amen. I'm praying for that. I've been mm-hmm. praying for that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I always ask our um, our guests, do they have ways that people can contact them? Um, we know, again, you said that you're a DSQ in uh, National Heritage Academies. In case somebody doesn't know about National Heritage Academies. Um, to learn more about our company, uh, we have 96 schools across nine states, um, 45 in Michigan. Uh, but you can go to nhaschools.com if you want to do a little digging. Um, and if you have any uh, inkling to email, you could email me, nkoba, N-K-O-U-B-A, at nhaschools.com. All right. Well, we thank you. And um, I love, uh, we call it uh, not just National Heritage Academy. We say NHA. NHA. And uh, that was my start. And that's where mm-hmm. I met the wonderful Nancy Coba. And I- I'll just say that really quick, even. I was in transition then when I met you, when I met Andy, and I, I landed the job as assistant principal at Metro. Um, I was laid off because of budget cuts in uh, Willow Run School District because of charter schools popping up, ironically. And then I end up at a charter school. And so those connections have just really been wonderful since then. So it's been an amazing ride. Uh, I truly uh, enjoy that. And I thank God that you landed in my uh, sight of view and is just have never left. And I appreciate you you and my sight of you. I value you. Thank you, Nancy. I just want you to know that always, like literally you you are right here in my heart. Um, So we thank you. We thank our listening audience for listening. And again, Nancy, we just thank you for your time for coming here today. Thank you so much, Bridget. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode again. Your worst days are behind you. You have succeeded them all with 100% success rate. Well, we enjoyed Nancy being with us today. If you'd like to find out more about National Heritage Academies or contact Nancy, that information is in our show notes. We hope you have subscribed already and like our channel. And one of the most important things that you can do for us is email us with your show ideas Or if you'd like to be a guest, please reach out at ordainededucator at gmail.com. Likewise, please remember, if you're going through a challenging time, we are offering a solution. The DIS assessment profile is available to you and to you only, our listening audience, for free. Please go to the show notes. All of that information is there. And as always, remember... 
You are incredible. You're marvelous. You were ordained to do what you're doing and you are valued. I appreciate you. I believe in you. And I'm thankful to you for choosing to light up the worlds of other people. As always, coach me and I learn, challenge me and I grow, believe in me and I win.